2: Everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie T.P.F.L. It's Tuesday. It is November 19th. It's 2019. And we're here to talk about the four-game NBA slate for tonight. Joined by my good buddy, Jordan Cooper Blenderhead. How are you doing, my friend? Good. I mean, I, I could have had a, a great
3: slate tonight. Uh, I, I had 59% OJ Ed and Anobi. And then uh, I, I, I played a ton of Carl uh, Anthony Towns. At two percent owned, and he put up sixty. Uh, too bad Donovan Mitchell shot like five for a million from the floor, so like all those combos were ruined. But between that and Tristan Thompson, I mean, it was a profitable day. But uh, it always it always sucks when you're looking at like three sixty seven lineups with like a snowflake seventeen from Tristan Thompson.
2: Yeah, um, that's never fun. I my my highest lineup was three fifty four, and it has Thompson. So right there with you. Um, you know always fun to have to be on a lot of the right players and you know I think a lot of people were right on the right well, on the right players um because you know Dinwiddie and those guys but um yeah so it's always fun to have those types of nights and Luca, um I was almost uh, I think I had like 80% Luca, so almost all in on Luca today and he absolutely crushed that guy's just he's so good
3: yeah, it, it, they they should never price him under 10k on DraftKings. So like, when people are asking, "Oh, now Paul George is available, do I take out Luca in order to get Paul George?" It's like, no, no, you don't take out Luca. Take out someone else in your lineup. But you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get my cold dead hands to to get Luca out of my lineup.
2: <laughs> um, all right, let's. Um... Let's get into the slate here. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to our sponsor, fantasydraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. They have a $15,000 pick and roll tournament for today's slate, $25 buy-in. $2 big, $10,000, 50-50. Fantasy Draft is the only rake-free DFS site out there. So if you don't want to pay rake and if you want this membership, you can save a ton of money. I've talked about it a ton. I've saved... Over two hundred or two thousand dollars um in rake since joining um and playing over there during football season this year. So um saved a bunch of money. And um yeah, awesome sponsors of the podcast. Make sure you're checking them out. Uh Jordan, let's get started here. We get you know with Golden State and Memphis, it's a two twenty-two total. Memphis is favored by six and a half in this game. You know, on the Golden State side, Curry, Lee, Looney, and Russell all still out. And then on the Memphis side, Grayson Allen is still out. Um, let's start with Golden State. What are we looking at here on the Warriors?
3: Well, I mean, obviously, it's, uh, it's whoever's healthy. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the first thing. I mean, Russell's out. I mean, obviously, Clay and Curry. I mean, it's not the Warriors. It's uh, the the – Draymond Green and the Traveling Roadshow, uh, that is the Warriors. Uh, playing Memphis is, is uh, I mean, you have to consider that to be a good matchup, uh, faster pace. I mean, Memphis is a younger team. Uh, one thing to note on DraftKings, uh, Draymond Green is now a point guard small forward rather than a PFC. So take that into account when it comes to roster construction. But, uh, I mean, I would have to think that, I mean, there's, there's no one on Golden State Draymond Green is 6,200. He's the most expensive player. So, to me, it's just a matter of, like, what are their rotations? Like, Damian Lee is out. So, I'm still looking to target the backcourt. And I even have to consider Draymond Green to be part of the backcourt. So, Green, Burks. uh, I mean, Poole has no ceiling. Uh, So, I mean, Bowman, I guess. So, uh, I mean, at their prices, like, I I have no problem – in cash games, you know, playing multiple of these guys. But uh I mean the front court I mean they they're still healthy. I mean like Cauley Stein, Pascal, Chris, Spellman, I mean, they're gonna split enough minutes that I that I and of course Glenn Robinson's there at forty eight hundred on DraftKings, but I really think like if this game is gonna stay competitive, I mean Draymond Green's gonna have to do a lot of the legwork. So at sixty two hundred I think he's the top play.
2: Yeah, I don't mind Draymond here. Um, I wish he was a little cheaper because he just – I don't know. It it just doesn't seem like he's Draymond out there right now. But I I feel like he's going to get healthier. He's going to get his legs under him. He's going to be fine. Um, You know, he's had – he had one good game against Boston the other night. When I'm looking at this, though, like you said, the pace is up. I I think a guy like Alec Burks is a guy that could really benefit from this matchup. He's going to play around 30 minutes in this game. Him and Kai Bowman, Bowman, you know, right back to what he was at, you know, when Russell was off the floor um, the other night. So, you know, we we didn't get to see Bowman a lot with with Russell off the floor, with Lee off the floor as well. So now that Lee is out as well, um, I think that we're going to see pretty solid production here from Bowman, you know, fantasy point per minute-wise. It's around .8. Um, We'd like to see that go up a little bit here. But I like Burks. Um, I, I like the Draymond call. I like Paschkel as well. Um, He's a guy that has been absolutely crushing it, um, you know, when Russell's not on the floor. And it goes down a little bit when Draymond's out there. But it's not enough that, you know, I don't think he has some upside here at 5,900. So a lot of Warriors are going to be guys that I'm going to target here. And just like you said, this this pace-up spot, um, you know, Milwaukee – or Memphis, sorry, um, playing at like the sixth fastest pace in the NBA, Golden State. Their pace is coming up, um, but uh, they're still around 13th or 14th, so want to target some Golden State guys here. And on the Memphis side of things, like Memphis is one of those teams that they've been really tough to figure out this year, but, you know, Triple J, when he doesn't get into foul trouble, has so much upside. Yeah, and
3: my, my concerns are kind of, like, mitigated a bit because, like, Who's going to really get into foul trouble for? I mean like Pascal I guess, Dre, I mean Draymond's going to be holding the ball more than like playing power forward. So I mean we've seen with this this Golden State lineup especially even when they were healthy that the you could easily exploit them in the front, front court. So I know Valanciunas is up to 6800 on DraftKings and he any questionable minutes, but like if you told me Valanciunas got 28 minutes Like, I would not be shocked if he had 50 fantasy points against the Warriors. Will he get up there? Uh, Probably not, but it is a four-game slate. So if people are going to shy away from him, I'm more likely to take advantage. And you can say the same for John Morant. Like, his he is very similar to, like, DeJounte Murray, where, like, if he got the minutes, his price is way too cheap. The problem is, is that will he get the minutes? So, like, I have no problem targeting uh, Jackson, Balanchunas, Morant I mean it's just that the rest of the guys it's like they're splitting minutes so much that on a four game slate you could you could take a shot at any of them singularly but I mean what what's their ceiling if they're all going to be playing 28 to 30 minutes
2: yeah like you said the minutes are really spread out here on Memphis and that's been one of the things that's been tough when you're when you're trying to play these guys like you know I don't hate the Morant call He's 6,700, and when he does have those 30-minute games, like, they got blown out by Denver the other night. I'm not going to look at that game and say, oh, um, he, only, he only played 20 minutes. But you look at the Utah and the Charlotte games, those game stayed close, and, you know, he got 30 minutes. So, I think Morant and Jackson are probably my main targets here. Um, but, you know, I don't hate Valanciunas, like you said. If he, he does get 30 minutes, um, like he got against Utah the other night, he can absolutely crush in this matchup. So...
3: Um, and on, and also on a four-game slate, if you're not going to play Morant, there's, va- there's validity to paying 3700 and just playing Tyus Jones. Because if they, you know, the minutes tilt the other way, I mean, you don't have many choices on a four-game slate. If you're playing the 58,000-entry contest on DraftKings for $10, bucks, like you are not going to be able to just play all chalk. You're going to have to go for these tilted results. You can play for Jackson getting into foul trouble and Clark getting a lot of minutes. Like, do something like a Solomon Hill even, even for 3300 I think this is a perfect game with all these players on both sides being cheap that you could take shots on some of these cheaper guys to sprinkle in to your, like, uh, multi-entry builds and then, you know, trying to get lightning in a bottle.
2: Portland at New Orleans, no total on this one. Um, no didn't... players in this one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Um, On the New Orleans side of things, ball is officially questionable, favors is out, Hart is out, Ingram is questionable, and Okafor is doubtful. Um, We didn't see anything coming out of the Portland game, Uh, so we're just going to assume that Collins is still out. Um, Let's start with Portland here. You know, anytime we're talking about New Orleans, we're talking about one of the fastest paced teams in the NBA and, you know, one of the worst defensive teams. You know, they rank third in defense or third. 28th in defensive efficiency and fourth in pace. So you like to target teams against New Orleans. What's standing out to you here for Portland?
3: I have a question. Is Carmelo Anthony gonna make his debut?
2: Um, so it was kind of up. I'm in not the saying
3: air. to play him. I'm I'm really I'm not saying to play him, but he's currently not even in the player pool on DraftKings.
2: He was 3,200 on Monday's slate. Um, and then they just took it off. Right.
3: What I want them to do is add him to the player pool so some people play him. So I need to know whether or not he's going to play.
2: Or, yeah, at, least, or
3: at least be active. I mean, at least be on the bench or something.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't shock me um, if he plays here, but I think that it's going to be a little while still.
3: Okay, so if, if we don't have to worry about Carmelo Anthony, which we shouldn't have in the first place. Uh, I think on a four game slate, I mean, I obviously we could start with like a Lillard or McCollum, but uh, it's a, it's a back-to-back and they're, and they're priced up. I mean, McCollum's now up to 7,800 Lillard at 9,200 has a nice floor. I'm questioning his ceiling. I know it's a, I know it's a good match. He, yes, he can put up 60, but I think there are better options on this slate. I'm more likely to, to attack new Orleans, especially if they're going to have like Jackson Hayes as the primary center, like, if Whiteside gets the minutes, like, he could destroy the $6,300 price tag. But outside of that, like, I'll take shots on a Little, a Bazemore, a Hazonia. And if I'm not going to play Whiteside, maybe I take a shot Scala Scalabissier. I think this is a good place to go for cheapies against New Orleans or just fade all of them and just play one of Lillard and McCollum. But I think Whiteside, independently on his own, I mean, if he, if he plays 30 minutes against Jackson Hayes, I could see him totally taking advantage of that.
2: Yeah, um, he could He could absolutely crush this matchup. Um, I agree with you on that. Um, yeah, Portland's a team that it's, it's still kind of tough for me to figure out. Like, you know, all of a sudden they're starting to play little around 30 minutes. Um, you know, that, that's kind of interesting. And he's still pretty cheap across the industry, but, you know, that's kind of – hurt baysmore um it, it's hurt mario hazonia like those guys are kind of irrelevant now um you know rodney hood still playing around 30 minutes off the bench and the only problem with rodney hood is like his price is almost back up to what it was at um we're not getting those 3k price tags anymore so you know he's probably not going to pop uh, on too many sheets today you know i think that you know i want exposure to portland i, I do um it's probably going to end up being like McCollum white side type exposure. And I'm not rolling out playing some little um, just cause he's eventually not going to shoot like 20% from the field. So um, I think that if he's going to continue to play 30 minutes and put up 10 shot attempts um, and, you know, get boards and stuff, I think that, you know, at 3,500, he's worth looking at on a four game slate. And then, then on the Pelican side, we're going to play a game show tomorrow.
3: We're, we're, we should be glad that this is an 8 p.m. game. This is a game that's, that's going to be before Locke will know. Uh, and the game show is, who's playing for the Pelicans? Because that's what's going to matter here on this. I don't expect Ball to play. Uh, I mean, Hard is out. Favors is out. We got out guys. Jackson, is, I think, is going to lean more towards playing. Uh, it's, the big question is, is Brandon Ingram. And uh, if he plays and starts 7,200, give him to me. And if he doesn't, uh, give me everyone
2: else. Yeah, if we get news that Ingram doesn't play and ball is out again, like, you know, Holiday, Alexander Walker, J.J. Reddick, um, you know, Hayes with Okafor, Doubtful, and Favors already out. Like, they, they become the most popular team on the slate. But
3: rightfully so. They're still too yes. cheap. Like, if Ingram is out, like, and Okafor is out and uh, Favors is out, like, you could play Melly. Like, play, you which... you can play my boy. Right. I mean, you could play Melly and Hayes together. Uh, I, mean, I mean, they even have to give minutes to cheat them, and I don't even know who that guy is. So, I mean, I, he could have been the mascot a couple of days ago. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I, I don't follow the, the deep ends of the benches of these teams. But, I mean, if Alexander Walker is going to be putting up double-digit shots and in and, and the second unit and play alongside a little bit, you know, with, with Holiday, I mean, 4,900, I mean, he could easily, he's going to have a 6x median projection tomorrow. I mean, Reddick at 5,100. I mean, just, if Ingram is out, just. I think the the least appealing guy may be like Kenridge Williams at 5,700 because they priced him up on DraftKings. And he's not like a high usage guy to begin with. He gets a lot of those hustle peripherals that I'm much more inclined. If Ingram is out and uh and Jackson is out, I'm I'm my ranking for prioritizing this would be Hayes number one because there's like there's no one else to play that position. And then it would be like uh Alexander Walker, Reddick, uh Melly and and then more. I mean like holiday would still be a great raw points play, but like this could be a day where on a four-game slate in cash you're playing five pelicans.
2: That sounds fun. Um you know it it also sounds like a slate um <laughs> to to um take a nap and yeah, so <laughs> So, um yeah I you know I like what you're thinking here with Kendrick Williams just because you know if his price is up and you know if he's going to be the low owned of the group but probably looking at Melly a lot here but and like nobody likes to play JJ which is always fun you know because the nights that he shoots the ball well he's going to crush and you know he has double digit shot attempts now in four straight with all with Ingram being hurt and stuff so we uh, will be interesting to see how this all plays out. Like you mentioned, it is an 8 o'clock start, um, which is great uh, because we're going to need all this news, and we're definitely not going to be building any lineups um, before we get this news. So move on to Phoenix at Sacramento. It's a 220.5 total here. Sacramento favored by 1.5. Um, you know, we're waiting to sn- get the news on Ricky Rubio. Um, In-day doubtful gra- downgrade on Monday. Did not play. Dealing with back spasms, that's never good. So, going to have to see if he plays or not. Because um, that makes a huge difference, obviously. Um, what are we looking at here on the Suns?
3: Well, if Rubio's out, I mean, the two, the two main plays would be Booker and Oubre. They'd benefit the most with Rubio not handling the ball. I mean, they're, they're, uh, tonight they, they started Javon Carter. On a four-game slate at minimum price, I think he's absolutely in play. And this pass slate on a nine game slate, I did even though you could have slate swapped to him, he just doesn't do enough. I mean, he's 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 gonna start with the with that Booker and Oubre, but he's gonna basically just give the ball to Booker and just hang out in the corner for most of the time. So, I mean, you're gonna need raw points so on a four game slate. So if Rubio's out, like Booker, you know, I'm not a uh, thrilled about paying playing him at eighty four hundred, but I think he's a better play than Lillard at 9,200 and McCollum at 7,800 if Rubio is out. If Rubio's in, he's not a bad play against Sacramento at 6,900. I'm just hoping he's going to be out. But outside of that, uh, uh, you can play Sarich, you can play Kaminsky, you can play Baines. They're all within, you know, 600 of each other. And uh, they're they're all fine. They're all, I mean, Baines and Kaminsky have pretty much been splitting minutes now. Baines starts, but then Kaminsky comes in. Kaminsky's a higher usage player. But sometimes we have saw t- tonight that uh, with Rubio out, they were more inclined to run the offense through Baines. So Baines got, like, more assists. He got, you know, he got less points and a little less rebounds. But he could fill up the stat sheet more in that case. So even on, like, a back-to-back, Baines and Kaminsky just don't play Enough minutes that I'm that concerned about it, and they're not jump shooters anyway, so I think that if Rubio is in, I'm more inclined to play Kaminsky, and if Rubio's out, I'm more inclined to play Baines
2: yeah, it's definitely interesting um with them being so close in price, you can really kind of mix it up too um, because it is only a four game slate, and they're both both kind of in play you know you're talking about the value guys um you know when we look at. One game, one game sample. I don't want to get too crazy here, but, you know, Tyler Johnson, Cameron Johnson, and Carter all played 24 to 25 minutes. Um, so, you know, assuming, like, we have so much value uh, in the in the New Orleans game and potentially in the Golden State game that we might not even need this value, but these guys are going to be very low-owned. So, um, you know, you could, you could make a case for taking a couple shots here and – If I'm probably honestly, if I'm taking a shot, if we can use that Rubio's out, it'd probably Cameron Johnson. He's the guy that's actually shooting out of these three guys. He's a little bit more expensive, but I'm playing it as a as a contrarian play anyway. Um, Cameron Johnson, if he's going to pick up four to five extra minutes here, um, I don't hate him just because I feel like he's actually going to put some shots up, and you know, he he's a guy that can put up double digit shots. So I kind of like him more. Carter took two shots. Um, I, I was very thankful I did not late swap to him. So,
3: <laughs> Right, and, and if, you want, if you want to do a little correlation, I know it's a weird correlation, but I know DK is running a promotion this week with, like, special things happening, you win money, and I believe that if you play uh, Cameron Johnson and Tyler Johnson in the same lineup, it's Johnson and Johnson. You get a lifetime supply of baby oil.
2: Nice, sweet.
3: That was a long way to go for that joke
2: It was it was um you you lost me there for a second. <laughs> I, had to, I had to like uh, reel my brain back in there. Um let's go king's side of things here, you know, Bagley and Fox already rolled out for this game. You know, Deadman is not on the injury report, but his minutes are just gone right now. He's been dealing with this knee injury and, you know, for some reason they don't just rest him. They're continuing to play him, but um what are we looking at here for the 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 Kings side of things?
3: I think the Kings are efficiently priced. I think with Fox out, DraftKings has raised these guys' price to. They're not bad, but I don't. They're not standout values. Heald is seventy five hundred. Bogdanovich is seventy one hundred. Barnes is six thousand. Holmes is fifty eight hundred. Bielitz is fifty five hundred. Corey Joseph, who does nothing on the court apparently, is forty three hundred. Yogi Farrell's at thirty nine hundred and. He does more, but he plays less minutes. So, like, any of these guys could have a ceiling game, sure. Buddy Heald, yes, could put up 50. Bogdanovich could put up 50 in this matchup against the Suns. The Suns are not that bad, really. Uh, But if you have them in your lineup, I don't call you crazy. But I don't see any compelling need to have any of these guys anywhere unless they're, like, the last piece.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of with you on this. And the thing that's interesting here is it's a four game slate and we've all been playing Corey Joseph a lot recently. And if everybody's going to jump off the, the Corey Joseph train here, like I'm going to take some shots in tournaments just because like he owes me. And that's just as simple as that. Like he's, he just sh- shot a combined three for 20 in the last three games um, in this starting role. So I, I think that if, if he could just hit a couple of shots, shots um, and, and you know, for what it's worth, like you, you mentioned that Yogi has been kind of outplaying him. If Yogi Ferrell starts um, I, I would have a ton of interest in him. So, and with them being the same price, it'd be a very easy, you know, swap out on DraftKings um, if we get that news. So if everybody's going to jump off, I don't mind it. Um, And, and like, Phoenix plays kind of big, so I have a little interest in Holmes uh, just because, you know, he should play 30, 30-ish minutes in this game if he can stay out of foul trouble. He has 40-point upside, but, you know, that's been his biggest thing. Uh, anything else from the Kings? We're moving on. No, you could you just, just play Corey Joseph and Javon
3: Carter together and see how many empty minutes you could get.
2: Yeah, there you go um thunder and lakers no total on this one um the thunder are playing currently as we're recording podcast so there was nothing before we started on anybody getting hurt in that game um let's start here And, and as far as the lakers go anthony davis was probable um bradley um is not expected to play and I think that was it. Uh, Bradley's out. Um, let's go Thunder here. What do you like here for OKC? is
3: okay, so always like a, a team that looks like they are too cheap, but then you play them and you go, okay, that's why they're that cheap. Uh, I mean, Chris Paul, 7K, SGA, 6,100. I think Adams at 4,900. If, if, McGee, if, if it, one of McGee or Howard are going to be on the court, like, they, they can't just send Noel out to the Wolves. They can't play small. So I know Adams is not, like, known for upside, but he's priced down at 4900 now. So if Adam plays 28 to 30 minutes on a four-game slate, like, I think you could get 25 to 30 out of that. And we know if, if Jackson Hayes is going to be chalky, you could either decide to, like, not play Hayes and play Adams instead, or you play them both together. You play one in the utility. So, I don't I, – it's not – if this was a nine-game slate, I wouldn't care that much about Steven Adams. But, like, in comparison to the others, yeah. SGA has probably the highest ceiling. But, I mean, we he had a hot start, but now not doing all that much. They're not tra- – I mean, this is a back-to-back, but they're not traveling. They're playing the Clippers tonight. So, the La- they're playing in the same stadium. They're playing in the same arena. They're playing the Lakers. So, like, I'm not even worried about travel. At all. It's more the fact that I'm more inclined to pl- – in GPP, I'm more inclined to play Thunder if I'm playing like LeBron or Davis on the other side, expecting a competitive game. And for one of those expensive ceilings to hit, probably someone on the OKC side, uh, you know, got got a good enough score for their price that it's worth playing them.
2: Yeah, see, my, my thing here is like outside of Adams um... – I'm just – I'm struggling with who I like here just in general because all of a sudden Chris Paul, you know, wants to play and, you know, be involved here. And, you know, you got Gallinari who has zero ceiling but has a decent floor. Um, SGA who has kind of been hurt usage-wise now that Chris Paul has been, you know, doing a little bit more. So, I'm struggling here. How about Dennis
3: Rodaire? You go for the GPP killer on the and you go forty eight hundred. Rodere could give you twelve points. He could all give, give you forty eight depending on how the game is going. So like for GPPs, I have no problem if if you don't like Paul or SGA and Gallinari's lack of ceiling, like go YOLO with Dennis Rodaire. You know, I think Rodere is the type of player if you're going to try to correlate that you don't need to have a Lakers stud on the other side because the reason why Schroder would get a lot more minutes is because probably they're behind.
2: Yeah, I don't hate him, obviously, being under 5K. Um, yeah, the Thunder, they're a team that, you know, is if everybody's playing here, they'll probably be my, my least targeted team on this slate, but I could see them being the lowest owned team on this slate, too, and it's a four-game slate, so that's always, you know, very interesting, and You know, going to the Lakers side of things, when we're looking at, you know, raw points on a four-game slate, you know, you always have to consider LeBron and Anthony Davis here.
3: I mean, for raw – I mean, like, who else are you paying for on this slate? I mean, that's that's the problem. Uh, Is Anthony Davis uh, the past two games, is he interested in playing basketball anymore? I mean, what's going on with him?
2: Six – you mean his six combined rebounds in two games? Yeah, like, how does that happen? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to speculate anything, but um, I don't know. It, it's, it still seems like it's a LeBron show. Um, the usage tells us that it's still a LeBron show. LeBron, you know, he kind of took a backseat at the beginning of the season, it seemed like, but he. it's been his show um, over the last, what, eight or nine games.
3: Well, I mean, for GPPs on a four-game slate, with his past two recent re- performances and the Q tag on him, and this being a late game with possibly the Q tag on him even going after lock on, on, maybe, maybe you don't do it on FanDuel uh, with no late swap, but I, you have to consider with his ceiling that Anthony Davis with the Q tag going after lock is the best GPP play on the entire slate.
2: Yeah. Um, I always like when they have that little red Q and people, you know, they're not going to look at the, the, the probable next to his name but uh, they are going to look at that Q next to his name and it's always fun Um, I kind of like Kyle Kuzma as a pivot off of some of these other options in the earlier games uh, you know Kuzma probably not going to go for like seven eight X here but I think he's a guy that could go for six X when we're talking about some of those other value plays in this range like those guys could easily bust just as well as anybody else could but You know, Kuzma is a guy, his minutes restrictions gone, you know, obviously he's going to be kind of in this bench role and I, I, I'm team bench Jordan. I I say it all the time. Like I I like these high usage guys off the bench.
3: And, and just to be clear, OKC is not the type of team where this would be
2: a KCP game. (laughs) Not typically.
3: But hey, maybe i will pull a reverse KCP game. Yeah,
2: last time I said it wasn't a KCP game. He we went out and had a good game, so I don't. Yeah, wanna... but a
3: lot of that was garbage time, so like that doesn't count as much. I mean, he got there, he got that flame icon, and I had him at two percent, but it's not like it mattered much. But uh, I mean, really, in this game, it comes down to like, are you gonna play one of the studs? You could always take a shot at one of the centers. Sure, it's a four-game slate: McGee, Howard, whichever way that tilts, that's fine. But typically, I'm not. Trying to target against Steven Adams, that's not considered an easy matchup. Uh, I think the wing players have lower ceilings in this matchup specifically because, okay, the Paul uh, and SGA and Gallinari—they're good perimeter defenders. So the amount of like open looks may be limited. So I think it's more the fact of like it's the LeBron or AD show, and you know the the prices on these these uh, these secondary guys. Like we got Pelicans, we got. Trailblazers, we got uh, Warriors. We got a lot of other guys that are going to get more usage and more minutes in the other games. That unless you're playing it for some type of ownership reason, I, I just don't think they rate out very well.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, Dwight Howard against um, Noel seems really, really interesting as like a second unit versus second unit type of play. But we have all these other value plays, and Dwight you know, has he played I don't I think one time this year he's played over twenty five minutes in the game. So um I just I, I feel like they're just not going to play McGee and, and Howard over, over twenty five minutes when AD is playing and Yeah, and when that's not happening. Like McGee crushed the other night against Golden State because A D was out. But um unless A D gets ruled out, probably not gonna go there. Um let's play the morning grind game and then we're gonna get out of here. Um Let's start off with uh favorite play under five X to seven or under five K to seven X, um, plenty of options today.
3: Under five K to seven X. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the truck. I mean, Jack, uh, with Jackson Hayes.
2: Yeah. Assuming, assuming that we get some injury news here. Um, Oh man, the guy that I want to use is actually five K. So I'm not going to use him. Um, Give me – give me Melly. Kind of going the same thought process here with New Orleans. I think that uh, – That's
3: if Ingram is out. I'll at least give you that qualifier, right.
2: Yes. Yeah, if Ingram's out. Like, Hayes um, doesn't matter. We already
3: know Okafor – like, we already know there's no other centers.
2: Yeah, Okafor is doubtful for sure. Favors is out. Um, give me your guy over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your, who's your bust today? Not very many options.
3: Not very many options. No, I'm gonna go with my. I'm gonna go with Lillard. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I, honestly, I, 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 it's not doesn't mean guys. I hate Lillard just out of the bunch. Sure.
2: I think all all these what is there six five guys. I think all five of these guys could five X today. Um, I'm gonna to go Anthony Davis just because he's looked very uninterested recently. Not saying that I hate him like you, but I'm not taking Drew because if all those guys get ruled out, I think Drew could five X and. LeBron could get five X in his sleep. Um, favorite six X place on the slate today. Just six
3: X in general.
2: Yep, doesn't matter who it is. Price doesn't matter who it
3: is or anything whatsoever. I, I I'll go I'll go with the boring guy that people may just pass over. I'll go with Steven Adams. All
2: right. I'm going to go with uh, Triple J and hope he, that he does not get into foul trouble. Um, I love this spot for him going up against this Golden State team and you know, kind of like what we were talking about, I just don't see who he's going to be fouling. So I think Triple J has a big game on this slate. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day.
3: I, mean, I can't call Valanciunas to be weird, but uh, – He'd be pretty low on, on this slate though, I think. I mean, he'd be low on, but he's not really that weird – who would be? I, didn't I mention some weird guy? They're like, why? If you could go this way, then you could go that way. You said uh, Tyus
2: Jones. Tyus
3: Jones. Okay, that would be the weird one. There you go. I'm going to go with Tyus Jones.
2: I knew. I knew where your thought process was going, and I was trying to remember who it was as well. So, um, it's so hard to get a let's get weird GPP play on a four game slate. Um, but yeah, Corey Joseph
3: a, is weird enough to me the way he's been playing. Right.
2: Um. Man, I'm going to go with Frank the Tank. Uh, I think that, you oh, know, a lot of... That. It's not that weird. It's a four-gamer, and he's the backup guy. Like, oh. I, I was, he's coming off of a really terrible game on Monday. Uh, Bounce-back spot, and... um. I thought you were going to go Cameron Johnson. I thought about that. I did. Um, I probably should have, but... Give me your um favorite DFS contest for the day game or game selection question just just a tournament that's kind of standing out to you today.
3: Okay, uh, for, for this I'm gonna highlight the twenty seven dollars single entry GPP on DraftKings. It's like a four hundred person four hundred entry contest. It has like a like a one k first place prize. I mean, it's not like like oh you could win a lot of money. I think it's a good place to experiment with contrarian strategies that are not like large field contrarian but to expect to to basically study how ownership gets condensed in single entry tournaments where like on this slate if Jackson Hayes is uh like 92 percent in cash games He's going to be like 60% in the large field GPP, but in this $27 one, maybe he ends up being 80%. So you see that if you wanted to fade someone like that and get leverage in that one spot and then play the truck elsewhere, a 400-person contest like that, that would be a good place to experiment with like major leverage point where, where... when, when you're playing large field GPPs, you're trying to do that like in multiple spots and with construction and everything. But if you just want to start out with learning about leverage, I think a, a bit like a 400, 500 person GPP and then taking a shot for, even if it's a $5 one, I highlighted the $27 one and go, Hey, who's the most condensedly owned player, LeBron. I'm going to fade him and then just play the best plays and then just see what happens and go, Oh, if he doesn't do well, I Move up so much, and it's a just it's just a way to to study your play before you move into the realm of fifty thousand entries and playing you know fifty different entries. You need to scale it up somehow.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go over to FanDuel today. Um, they have an 11K NBA Dime. It's a ten dollars single entry tournament. Um, pays twenty three percent of the field. Min cash is two X. Top tens only getting thirty four point seven percent. So you could turn ten dollars into fifteen hundred. Uh, again, like, this is I, – I went medium bankroll yesterday. I'm going smaller bankroll today. If you're a guy that plays 40, 50 bucks a night, I love these single-entry, you know, $5, $10 tournaments. And I like the payout structure today on the dime over there on FanDuel, trying to mix it up on different sites each and every day. Um, so, you know, uh, these – and like Jordan's saying, like, art your craft. Study your work. <laughs> you know, do – do your research in the morning on what went right, what went wrong with your lineup, with top tournament player lineups. Um, there's a great video in Roto Academy from last week where Jordan and, and, and Britt went through lineup HQ and talked about how they start their process each and every day. Um, you know, highlighting the results DB
3: primarily to study players.
2: Yep. So um, make sure you're checking that out if you're a premium member and you missed that because there's a lot of great information on that video. Um, we're gonna skip the over/under question today. There's only two games with over/unders. Um, uh, oh,
3: uh, here's a good over/under question. Okay, all right. Uh, what what's the injury report for the Pelicans currently? Who are the people that are like probable or questionable? How um, many do we
2: have? Hold on, I don't I don't write everybody down. So let me pull up the official um, injury report here. I currently have five guys written down, but I think there is more. No, but we're not counting the out people. Like that, favors is out. Like we got those guys. How
3: many people just, are questionable be, or better?
2: It would be Ball, Ingram, and Okafor. How about no and Jackson? And Jackson isn't Jackson
3: questionable?
2: Frank Jackson's Jackson. probable. You're right. No, he's questionable as well. Okay, so we got four. Yeah. Okay. Over
3: under. Uh. Two and a half of out of those four, how many play under? Uh, No, no, I know that one (laughs) over under one and a half. One that's a better one, that's a that's the fairer one. Oh, um, do one of them play or do more than two
2: or more? I don't think Okafor plays and I don't think Ingram plays. It really comes down to Frank Jackson and ball plays. Um, I'm gonna say over one and a half.
3: Okay. Cause I'd probably say that also, man. I don't know what would a fair line be, but it's that's, that's the key to the slate tomorrow. Just look at the injury report for the Pelicans throughout the day. And that's going to decide who you play.
2: Yes, sir. Well, that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. Um, appreciate you joining me blender. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Talking some more NBA uh, again. If you're a Roto grinders premium member, Make sure you're, you know, paying attention to the projections and stuff as this injury news comes out. You get a lot of value from that. So – and Discord always. Uh, Blender's always in there answering questions and, you know, you know, talking to people and getting into his brain. Um, we'll be back tomorrow talking some more NBA. I hope everyone crushes here on Tuesday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.